previously on Roll for Romance. The wedding of the century approaches and everyone in the bustling capital city of Mirador is clamoring for an invite. A pairing arranged since childhood, the union of Princess Celeste Claudia of the Claudian Empire and Prince Grant Theron of the Black Cloud Islands signals the return of lasting peace between the two nations. Though they do not know it yet, our sexy and stalwart adventurers will play a crucial part in the royal affair on the horizon. Hilrana Drama, an Earth Genasi druid with a rich Dao dad and a surly squirrel named Chadley, finds herself crashing the bridal shower for Princess Celeste after mistakenly receiving an invite intended for Prince Grant's cousin, Lady Amber. I can't resist free food. Plus, my dad thought it could be a good way to snag some wedding invites. Lanover Favrix and Aladrin Bard, unrivaled in their skill playing the viol and changing their gender and season to suit their mood, is hired to perform at the bridal shower. My fellow musician, Keith, assures me that this party will not include any living cheese boards. But I suppose even if it did, a gig is a gig and I could use the coin. The bridal shower, orchestrated by the nervous air genasi Duchess Cosima Claudia, is a boring affair at first, with only Lanover's music and Hilrana's attempts at subterfuge to add a bit of excitement. I don't know, I thought the part with the sexy lingerie was pretty fun, if only for how the Duchess reacted. However, things take a turn when Princess Celeste is discovered missing and her guards knocked unconscious. It seems the princess wanted a bit more fun on her last evening before married life. Hilrana's new friend, Lady Bernadette Belengrad, reveals their plan to visit the fairy fire and leads Lanover and Hilrana to try to find Celeste before she gets into too much trouble. Yes, I promised Duchess Cosima that I'd help find Celeste. She was so distressed, poor dear. Meanwhile, Miles Gloriosus, an Azimar paladin and self-proclaimed party planner, has been invited to Prince Grant's bachelor party at Mirador's finest burlesque, The Beholder. It seems Prince Grant doesn't have friends in the city, so his soon-to-be brother-in-law, Prince Sono, asked around for guests that would make it an evening to remember. And obviously, Amile's Gloriosus party is the best kind of party. I took it upon myself to make a few enhancements when I arrived. Can you believe they didn't have any tigers or peacocks? Ferris Divine, a tiefling warlock fortune teller and seeker of secrets, is hired to entertain guests with her divinatory skills at the bachelor party. As long as Adonis, the beholder's bitchy dancer with a booty to die for, keeps his sexy mouth shut, it should be an entertaining evening. Prince Grant's bachelor party is lively and just as lavish and over-the-top as Miles promised. The music is loud, the guests are rowdy, and the servers are naked and painted gold. Ferris is doling out good fortunes left and right. Everyone is enjoying themselves. Everyone except for Prince Grant. Poor Grant looked like he was about to pass out when Candy Crush shimmied in his face. Yes, and he didn't even seem to appreciate my wedding present. He kept calling it a paperweight when it was obviously a finely crafted butt plug. It sure was, Sugar. It's a shame to waste such a thoughtful gift on him when some of us could fully enjoy it. You look like a woman that could handle just about anything I gave you. <clears throat> Overwhelmed, Prince Grant excuses himself to get some air. When he doesn't return, Prince Sono runs in to announce that he just saw Prince Grant get kidnapped by brigands. 
it doesn't take long for Miles and Ferris to get Sono to admit that it was actually all part of his plan to have Grant and Celeste fake kidnapped so they could get to spend some time together before the wedding. You see, Grant's airship had been delayed by bad weather and he had only arrived in town a day ago. And Claudian marriage custom forbids the couple from seeing each other during the week leading up to the wedding. However, something with the plan has gone amiss. The actors that Prince Sono hired never arrived at the job. The prince and princess have been kidnapped. It really is an idiotic plan. Now both Grant and Celeste could be in danger. Our adventurers converge at the site for the clandestine rendezvous that Sono arranged, a nightclub called the Fairy Fire in the seedy part of the city. The group splits up to search for clues, and clues they do find. Through several amazing feats of insight, intimidation, and persuasion, our adventurers learn that a local crime boss, Big Al, heard about the faux kidnapping and decided to make it a real one. Big Al had caught wind of a Heartstone that was in possession of one of the royals and refuses to release her kidnappees until it is procured. At least my wedding gift came in handy as Grant pretended that it was the Heartstone. Big Al, sated by the butt plug, I mean Heartstone, releases Prince Grant and Princess Celeste. In a show of gratitude for sorting out his royal mess, Prince Sono invites our amorous adventurers to the wedding. The next day is the big event, the royal wedding. There's some naked bathhouse time, a fashion montage, and some sexy banter as the party prepares for the wedding on the bumbling Prince Sono's coin, of course. Yeah, I admit I was a little bit of a creeper, but I couldn't resist the chance to catch a glimpse of Milice's divine form. That was you trying to sneak into my room? Sorry about the vines, but you really shouldn't walk in on people unannounced. A long, elaborate wedding ceremony commences, and our party's attempts to snoop around the castle are quickly thwarted by a bevy of wedding attendants. During the exchange of vows, one of Princess Celeste's ladies-in-waiting, Lady Jalessa Spear, challenges the royal union on the grounds that the bride and groom saw each other before the wedding. A big Claudian no-no. In Claudian custom, a challenge to a marital union is issued in the name of one of the gods, and the god name determines the nature of the challenge. So, if she invoked the challenge of Gunvor, the god of combat, there'd have to be some sort of combat to prove that they were worthy of marriage? Yes, exactly. But Lady Jalessa invokes the challenge of Lear, the goddess of passion that died centuries ago. Everyone is confused, as how can a dead goddess preside over a challenge like this? The priestess leading the ceremony accepts the challenge, but decrees that as there is no divine power to enforce it, the couple can wed without any sort of extra trial to test their passion for each other. I don't really get it, but at least that means these ceremonies are over and it's time to party. I can't wait to get my fill of meats from the banquet. My mouth is already watering. Ooh, I like the sound of that. I bet you can eat a lot of hot meat. During the reception, things get real rowdy, almost as if the guests are under some kind of spell that makes them lose control of their passion and urges. Hmm. Wonder what could have caused that. There's streaking, naked flash mobs, sexy oil wrestling, and under the table shenanigans. Oh yes, I did get to enjoy a satisfying meal with one of the guests. My favorite part was when those two old noble women got in a fist fight. What a fun party. Before the evening devolves into a full-blown bacchanal, our adventurers confront Lady Jalessa about her challenge to the Union. 
A bit sheepishly, Lady Jalessa admits that her plan was to invoke Lear's challenge in order to help the princess save face after Prince Sono's incredibly poorly planned kidnappings, which so flouted the rules of the kingdom that it could ruin the validity of the marriage itself should it ever be found out. By issuing the challenge, no one else could call the union into question. And due to the tense political climate between the Cloudian Empire and the Black Cloud Islands, there are plenty who would jump at the opportunity to invalidate the wedding and the truce it cemented. Ah, so that's why that one noblewoman, Lady Teresa Bordeaux, screamed at Prince Grant's father and assaulted him. I thought maybe it was just some sort of sexy roleplay. Seeing the sexy singles before her and moved by the seductive atmosphere, Lady Jalessa invites everyone to her private island for a spicy island getaway where they can get to know each other more intimately. And that's where we pick up in episode five. <laughs> 